What's up? 25 on 19. I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Your fearless host, Darren McCarty. I'm grind time with Darren McCarty. Nugget's still at it. You know, got to be extreme. Taking it to 420. Said he's been cooped up. So we're going to let him uh, do do his thing. He, he had to come in here because he wanted to say hi to our guest today. But uh, before I introduce our guest, uh, shout out to uh, my boy Nick Nooch. What's up, Nooch? Oh, Quinny Bear. Look at you. You're that star from that TV show, Quinn and Dad. Is that you, girl? How you doing? Oh, shit. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can you guys hear me? I'm hoping you can hear me. Anyways, uh, before I start, uh, I have to say our friend Ellen Schaefer, yes, Perry's mom, Perry Volucci, co-host of Grind Time with Darren McCarty. It's his surrogate mom. She had the COVID. She's a nurse on the front lines. She uh, let me know, informed me that... Uh, Today, she was going to Starbucks, and tomorrow she's going back to work, which means, Ellen Schaefer, this 421 show is in dedication to you getting through the COVID, and we have a family member of Grind Time who has survived. Um, Nick, are you there? Can I hear you now? What? I can't hear you. I can't hear you either. Hello? Hello? Fixed. Fixed. Look at that. There it is. That's technology. Can you hear me? Isn't amazing? What? You turn the on button on? Well, when what, we came on, I saw, King and Fo- I saw King and Foster. I was like, well, shit, I don't know if they can hear me. So I muted myself, and then my kid came down and startled me, and I forgot what I was doing. So now well, that was you know, everybody who can you hear? You can hear me though, can you? Yeah, can you, you sound me? good. I mean, I can hear I you. Do you don't sound good. great. No, you sound you well, sound wonderful. I, I tried to introduce that was uh, Quinn Antonucci, the star of Dad and Quinn uh, on YouTube. Sorry, I got my thing on my lap. Anyways, you know what? This technical difficulty would not have happened. I know that if we were in the studios at NRM, but people, when this sort of started, our guest today has an integral part and still has an integral part. You might know him as the as the guy who does all the great internet stuff. What? The webmaster. All the great internet yeah, the webmaster. Yes, for ninety-seven right. one, the ticket, Mister Bam Bam Evan Jenkins, and he has grind time with Darren McCarty on his resume too. What up, Bam Bam? What up, what up? What's going on, fellas? Uh, What's hey, up, dude? I miss- Bro, I almost drove by your house and dropped you some weed off to smoke with me the same weed because we live literally like a couple blocks from each other, but. 
I don't know what if I what I miss more, dude. Anything watching sports on TV or you and I playing golf right now, bro? I know you can't do much at all right now, but thank goodness that we have Netflix, movies, WWE still going on. There's some stuff to get us through. And oh yeah, that little thing called the draft coming up. Okay, let's start there. Let's start. Let let's start there. Give me the uh, Evan Jenkins who people have to understand just because he works at a sports station doesn't mean he likes sports or really whatever. Because this man is about jerseys. His favorite part of sports teams are the jerseys and he's about sneakers. Other than that, he named off a few things, golf, wrestling, um, his fiance, different. He didn't mention her, but different things like that. But he's not really a sports guy. So from who do you think that the Lions will select? Because you work around all that every day. Well, all indication is Mr. Jeffrey Okuda from the Ohio State University at cornerback number three, unless somehow, I don't know, they pull off a trade and get more picks where I still think they'll end up with Jeffrey Okuda. I think that's your your new cornerback in Honolulu blue and silver. So whether you love it or you hate it, I think that's who's going to be the next dude here with the Lions, Jeffrey Okuda. All right. More importantly, who do you give want me some smart. What's that? Yeah, I want to know who, Evan, who do you who would you like to see drafted? Dude, I want that kid from Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. I mean, he can do it all. He's kind of like a camp chancellor head uh, over there in Seattle for a while. I think the kid's legit. I just don't think the Lions will take a chance on him because he's not their type of linebacker. They like these big, I hate to say it, but kind of slow linebackers that are not the quickest side to side but go full head of steam and stop the run. And I don't think Simmons is that guy for the Lions, but that's who I'd like to see. I wouldn't touch that quarterback, Tua. I, I don't have any trust. You know how that works. Right. Yeah. No, I got I think uh, Tua's stuff is awesome. I mean, you don't like the fact that maybe he could take a year to rehab and, and kind of learn a little bit from Stafford and then be the guy in the next coming years or what? I mean, sure, absolutely, in a perfect world, but we're still talking about the Lions. And, I mean, think about how many fans get on the Lions every day for drafting on Johnson, who had an injury history at Auburn, but not as bad as what Tua has. And they complain about not having a healthy player. And this is a guy that's going to get hit from his blind side, where one of their weakest links is the offensive line. And he's a left-handed quarterback, so you got to invest more in a right tackle instead of a left tackle. I, I personally, I wouldn't touch him, but I also don't run an NFL team, so what do I know? Yeah, well, you should. I should, right? You should. You, you know, absolutely you should be running. I don't know if I'm depressed or bored with this conversation because the bottom line <laughs> is what you're talking about. No, but it, it's it's punch me in the face, Lions fan, that we all are. And it's sort of how are you going to you, – you, you nailed it right there with how are you going to disappoint me this year, right? Like, so <laughs> my thing is I'm looking for positivity. And what would positivity in my case be? Making a move, having to be able to move back, and then I don't care who you take. But you've developed another pick um, later. Hopefully it's with Miami, and then it was their, their late pick in the first round. You move back to five and you get Okuda or Brown or whatever. It's just if they sit there, you know, you can't 
Okuda could be the trendsetter where you where it changes the game and saying, well, you do draft a cornerback that high. I mean, you just don't know how it plays out. My question, Evan, more importantly, being the webmaster, how is this like internet draft from your perspective? Because you know like how much gigabits need on a tig nig nigga bigger stigger bite uh, whatever the, the hell those things are jiggy jiggies giggy giggy you know like all this stuff like nick does nick and i don't even know where the mute button is or the talk button i mean how different and like out there is the draft gonna be and do you expect like you know some somebody's gotta crash somewhere don't they I don't know about necessarily crash because I mean these are these are companies that have so much money invested in their IT as it is on in a perfect world when not doing this kind of stuff and like Bob Quinn came out today and said he's got an IT guy in a Winnebago outside of his house in case there's any kind of interruption or whatever but having said that you're going to have to put human error into this and you and I know like what if the wife's cleaning and she decides to unplug this cord right here because it's in the way and boom everybody's thing goes out of the so who knows? I don't think that they'll have that many technical issues. They had a clean run through yesterday where their only hiccup was with the first pick. So you just hope it's nothing serious to where like in past years, you've seen Minnesota pass up their draft pick because they ran out of time. I don't want to see something like that happen, especially with the lions there at number three, but I mean, they have so much money invested within their it department. If something fails, a, their it department should be fired like on the spot. So I, I couldn't imagine it happening, but we've seen crazier things happen, right? I mean, that horse tournament they put on ESPN was a debacle because nobody had good Wi-Fi. So you just hope that that doesn't happen. And you got to think there's hundreds of people on one call. So whoever they paired up with, whether it's Cisco or whatever huge corporation, you got to think that they are confident enough that it'll go without a hitch. But it would be funny if something happened to Roger Goodell. Yeah, where's he doing it from? He's palatial palace in his basement basement, yeah no it'll it's it's unprecedented so it will be uh definitely interesting and and you know more eyes than not uh will be on it um you know i like you said there's so much other things you know it'll be interesting to me you know it first of all does it not show you what a empire the nfl is compared to everything else in the world even oh, you know you could say wild. the amount of money they generate say, you could say european soccer british premier soccer that they pay millions hundreds of millions and that's not going on you know the nfl is supersedes a pandemic like like i know you think of things like that but like they haven't really missed a beat and you look at the timing of everything we were talking about the other day is that they got the combines in, so they did get hands on certain guys that were there. And, you know, the best-case scenario did happen for the NFL. It's just weird how, you know, it sort of it plays out like that. But it's really the only – thank God it's the only sport that we have one that can operate in that vein. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like they're doing a fantasy draft with their buddies, but involving real players and multi-million dollars and – everything in between it's wild but yeah i mean they're such a giant i mean they can't fail and all like you said all, all eyes are going to be on this so if something bad does happen we're all going to know about it right right abs absolutely all right off of that talk um 
What's uh? Because you've been working from home, right? What's uh? Oh, what's yeah. the biggest? What's the biggest change for you, or is it? Is it a blessing? You probably enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I joke and say I was built for the quarantine life. I didn't leave much unless there was something I had to do or work or whatever. But I love staying at home. I mean, uh, I've noticed I take more walks now just trying to get out and about. But other than that, nothing's changed here. I'm killing it in NBA 2K. I got a dude in NHL 20 that's on the Flint Firebirds. I think that's their name, trying to make it to the league. So I got big things going on over here. You always do have big things. Um what are some of the – have you checked out that Sherlock Holmes on uh, Netflix yet? That I haven't seen. Dude, I watch such numbing, like, dating shows on Netflix. There's this new one called Too Hot to Handle that came I, out Friday. I saw the preview of that. Dude, I mean, it's I wild. I mean, they put in all these, like, good-looking people, and they tell them, you know, that it's like a hedonistic experience, and then they've come to find out they can't kiss or have sex or anything. And they're all competing for like one prize pool. So anytime somebody kisses, money's deducted, you bang, see ya, that's more cash. So it, it's mind numbing, but I watched the entire thing over the weekend. So it's, it's got to be somewhat good. What? Just what, what? So if you resist the hedonistic urges, that's like who's the most purest fucking heathen? Or is it about who bangs the most broads? I, I mean, I think that they try to, like, find connections with some of these people, and I don't know. They want them to be able to fall in love without lust, but come on. We all know that's not true. 2020. Yeah, that's 2020. right. I mean, I've been thinking about this. I mean, Tinder dates have got to be over with everything going on. The one-night stand, who's trying to swap spit? What goes on with that? I mean, you think, like, players on the road are still going to be getting groupies and that kind of stuff, or are they going to shy away? No, I I think that that's sort of games changed and what it used to be, and um, probably it's going to change in most sports. But uh, you know, in hockey, you're different, filthy. You're a filthy animal. You're a filthy animal. I don't think that that really matters. There's, dude, like, there's that's just human nature, right? That doesn't have to do with the athletics. Sometimes you get, you know you're allowed different things or you grow up with different things accepted or not, but that doesn't mean characteristically. If you're, I think the same dirty dog people that, you know, don't care are the same ones that, you know, when the AIDS came around, they didn't use condoms, you know, right. like, what, you know, so there's always something, you know, there's all there, there's always something dude. Uh, you up on, uh, you've been watching the wrestling WWE. Oh, yeah. You've been watching, watch. Uh, so you saw WrestleMania, you saw the titles change and Strowman yeah. took over the, took over, beat up Goldberg and uh, Drew McIntyre. Not only uh, won the title that night from Lesnar, then he had to fight the big show, which is cool. I'll yeah, tell you one I mean like I, I like Drew McIntyre, and then now after Raw, like with, I think he's ready for an, a big reign. The way that he connects with people, you know, the the you watch these guys, you know, the wrestling's changed, you know, over the years. I think that the way that they've sort of let in, you know, the the, the people behind the curtain a little bit. That these people are more human. They're more. 
it's like their characters and stuff like that you know instagram stuff like that where are you at with where wrestling's at i mean it's so unique right now and just the fact that there aren't fans and like vince mcmahon and the wwe has fed off of what the fans give them for so long that they really need to have an ear to their speaker more than ever to see what the fans are liking and what they're hating. I mean, it's just so wild to watch like an event that's like so big, like WrestleMania, which I love and haven't missed one. I've watched everyone multiple times, as a matter of fact. But to see it without fans threw me off. Now, I did enjoy Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I thought that was amazing. I thought Bray Wyatt and John Cena, they did great with those matches. But wrestling without fans just isn't the same to me. And it, I'm still watching. I'm still keeping up to date with the the storylines and everything but it's kind of hard to have a title change because you don't know what the fans are thinking if if they're indifferent on it with drew mcintyre it seemed like the fans were getting behind them that they'll be good but it's so hard to dictate and we'll see what vince mcmahon's really made out of with their writers and everything and and to see if they can withhold what they've built through the last 30 some odd years you know what i mean like how do you how do you judge if somebody's getting over without a fan you know what i mean can you judge it based off of Twitter? Can you judge it based off of Facebook? I don't know, but it, it's something that we're going to see going forward. And now that, you know, Florida has allowed the WWE to wrestle and be an essential business. I mean, we'll have to see what they keep doing going forward. But right now I could probably do without it. But having said that, I still keep up with everything that's going on with it. See, for me, it's been a big a huge, like you said, I've gone back. I got, I actually subscribed to WWE Network. Uh, that's one of the things that I've added that I've added since to be able to go back and watch the WrestleManias and see, you know, the the different character developments and stuff like that. You mentioned that that ladder match between the USO and uh, New Day and John Morrison, dude. That deserved. They they got gypped from being in front of a. You know, 60,000, 80,000 people because that match was unbelievable with some of the things that they did with no audience. You know, feed not that. The one, the one thing that I've really looked into and, and looked on is trying to see when, like, you know, how, um, when they're in a match, there's usually one guy that's calling the match, which, you know, Mitch means dictating the moves and stuff like that. In a full re- arena, you you can't hear them or you can't hear the conversation. But in sometimes you look for it and you can tell the experience or not the experience by hearing different things now and then. You get the same thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and like growing up, you always wonder why the wrestlers have such long hair and everything. It's because they're communicating behind that hair, so you can't see what's going on. But it is it is really cool to see the fact that you can hear them talk to one another. And I think that they're more aware that they need to do that kind of thing in order to captivate the audience and, and whatever you have going on, you know, all of this stuff has been pre-taped. So you like to think that they can edit a little bit, but the WWE is so good with what they do with their camera shots and how they switch to a different camera. So you can't really see like if a move is missed or like that kick that you think hits so hard, but they switch to a different camera angle. So you, even more so makes it appear like it's uh, connecting and everything. It's unique in the fact that you can hear even the trash talk and everything. But I I like that aspect of wrestling. When you can see the real in it is when I personally love it even more than anything. And with the WWE Network, like you said, you get to see some of these behind-the-scenes shows. 
it's absolutely awesome. I'm glad that you finally got it. And now you can watch all those old NWO matches and anything oh. that you've ever ever missed. It's there. Dude, the, you know, the ruthless aggression, you know, the so the NWO versus the WWE, you know, like the, or W, whatever the, the battle back in the day brings you back, brings me back to, you know, when wrestling was good about, you You know, you talk about WWE, let's flip and switch over to AEW because, you know, that's sort of like, you know, the the union or the guys that revolted against sort of like the storyline and the WWE, like you said, 30 years monopoly of it. And, you know, are showing, you know, if every Wednesday night's on uh, TNT, watch the AEW um and to see the i guess the fearlessness some of the moves some of the violence or whatever it sort of has it reminds me back old school wwf but w or wcw slash ecw when that sort of started and um i like it i mean i'm i I picked up and watched Lucha Underground because I wanted to see Johnny Mundo, who's John and Morrison, you know, right. why they rave on who this guy is, right? And these these are just phenomenal athletes. I think just like we see in all the other sports, you know, the hockey especially where the speed of the game and the you know the the progress at a younger age and the development is off the charts. Wrestling's the same way. You got guys coming out, you know. Being the memory used to be the pony guy that you knew is on who's who's the throwing the meat to the lions tonight and the guys now that come in there that you haven't heard of at least get some sort of move in or have earned a spot that's refreshing to see some you know new faces or guys who have been able to rebrand themselves yeah man i mean right now like wrestling's as big as it can be and and i wonder about the AEW, what kind of effect this is going to have on people but you know they're still doing original programming and that's what people are looking for right now but between like ring of honor and evolve and these independent shows that <coughs> excuse me that travel around i mean people are already knowing who these who these wrestlers are before they ever put foot in the ring because of what they did in their previous wrestling world. You know, with the internet, you hear about every transaction that's happening beforehand. I mean, right now, my favorite character in all of wrestling is in AEW, and that's this Orange Cassidy kid that, like, oh, he almost dude, mocks wrestling, good. but not really. But it's phenomenal to watch this kid, what he does. And he's not but then you doing any drop kicks or anything like that. It's awesome. But then you watch him wrestle when he's had his match. And he can do yep. some stuff like hands in his pocket. And because he's cool, because he's original. And I think that, you know, you see character development and, and the storylines and, and, you know, different things like that. It's refreshing. And the, the bottom, the, the bottom line as a wrestling fan is I can handle all this different stuff, you know, from the impacts and, and different things. We had Rhino on, uh, we had Terry on nice. there uh, last week and just talking to him. That's here's one of the things. So, you know, my idea, because, you know, as Nick knows and, and you being a fat, you know, one of the OGs that you're always a family member of grind time, no matter what we do is my next goal is to, I'm getting that mic um, in a wrestling event just so I can just talk shit and you know, the way it is, but I was doing some research and stuff like that. What do you think about 
because I figure out uh, like a way in is to be sort of like a valet. You see how like uh, um, uh, Jimmy Hart Vegas with the with the uh, you know uh, Angel Garza and Andrade and Austin Theory, but but remember the old school because they that used to be more popular. You know, back in the day, wrestling and a valet is pretty much just you have like a troop. You know, instead of a manager where you know Macho Man and Mouth of the South or whatever else, you know the Heartbound or whatever, right? What do you think of that angle, dude? I think it's sweet. As like, uh, do you remember WWE? They had a hockey player named the Goon back in the day. Yeah, yeah, dude. I just watched him get his ass kicked the other day, dude. Yeah, so you could totally be the Mac the Enforcer, where you come out like a Jimmy Hart or or Bobby the Brain Heenan, and and you do the mouthpiece for him and. You know, this guy does all your dirty work, but don't worry. You can come through behind. You can do some shady stuff to get your guys some oh, that's why I'm a, I could see that happening. I'd be doing some bumps. I'd be like, I'd be, I see, here's the thing that people have to understand about me is that if I was going to do it, I'm going to at least get to where, you know, I never want to walk in anything and disrespectfully, which means like haven't put the time in, you know, the one thing, whether no matter what, branch i branch out into i try to you know get up to speed or put in you know the reps to get into the ring to be able to take the bumps because because what's the best part evan it's about the storyline whatever sells the story right that's all it I is agree. at the end of the day leaving you wanting more what about you nick you've been watching any wrestling no no <laughs> no poor nick no that's the extent, hey, man. Evan, the last time I literally watched wrestling was in 1987. That was that's not true. That's for the last time I saw it live. Early 90s, I I was into it hard. Late 80s, early 90s, and then it just got away from me. And then there were sports and everything else. And I was a part of that group when I found out it wasn't real. I I was very upset. Had a bit of a mix start again. Hey, I just never really got back into it. <laughs> Exactly. Just that. never really got back into it after that. And that's all right. We won't talk to you no more, but that's cool. No, um uh my you mentioned your favorite you mentioned your favorite guy, uh Orange Cassidy. I my, the the guy that I love watching wrestling in in AW's Pac, the bastard pack. And he does that oh, he's so good. Black, that black arrow where he does an inverted two flips the sickest thing and then and then I, I i'm happy last night um and watching and seeing alistair black uh go to the to the ladder match that's going to be interesting so the ladder match in money of the bank and is what three weeks is at May the test. corporate office hey at the corporate office you got to go from the bottom floor to the roof and climb the ladder that now that's got to make for some great storytelling. You look at, you know, some of the the people that are that are in the match. Are you looking forward to Money in the Bank? Yeah, dude, I can't wait to see what they do. Like I said earlier, with the Styles and Undertaker and Cena and Bray Wyatt, they did such a good job, like shooting it like a movie. And I imagine that this is going to be something very similar to it. But I can't wait, man. At least they're being you know, innovative with everything that's going on right now and still trying to be original. And, and that's what they've always been the best at. I can't wait to watch. I'll be watching May 10th at seven o'clock, whatever time it starts. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. If everybody's wondering, this is a Bam Bam. Evan Jenkins, the webmaster at 97, won the ticket here in Detroit. He's brought to us every day, just like I am. This is my eighth coffee of the day, always from Tim Hortons. Go to your local Tim Hortons. Use that wonderful drive-thru. You can use the app for some no-contact, touchy-touchy, and you can get your hot coffee, your mocha on your way. And remember... Always, DMAX says, Timbits make the day and the world a much better place. Anyway, so what other, you get in any new shows? You Like you just said, I tell you, get into Sherlock Holmes when you get a chance. That that one may be, sorry, I said fiance earlier. I meant your wife. I forgot. We're in. Uh, yeah, I got it already, in time. Got the marriage. Got the married thing. How's married life? How's, you know, any adjustment or you know, and how how you like living in this area? I love Royal Oak. I didn't really think I would, but I do. But married life is great. You know, we got back from our honeymoon, and like a week later, we were thrown in quarantine. So uh, we're fully thrusted into the marriage life. But so far, she hasn't left me, so that's a good thing to say. Um, you're asking about shows, dude. The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. You know, I've been waiting for that for so long. Came out on yeah. Sunday. But my question to you. Weren't the Red Wings just as big of a deal in 97, 98 as the Chicago Bulls? In the well, see, here's the difference, right? You, you take it at the time, but where how big's their bubble? You know, like they're they're right. yeah, we're the bit, we we take all the puck, right? But the puck's only this big. You know, they got all the basketball, and at the time, as we we're talking about NFL earlier, basketball is global. You know, it's huge. Right. Jordan's global. I mean, you know, we were all watching. I remember when Michael Jordan walked into the dress room, Chelly brought him in in Chicago. And the one thing that I couldn't believe shaking his hand is how long, how big his hand was, like how long his fingers were. It, it didn't, his size didn't like, I go, oh, wow. Like when I saw Shaquille O'Neal and went, how is that humanly possible? You know, like, uh, so it was different, but it was his hand. And it like, he, he had that presence. So, yeah, around here and in the hockey world, I guess, but it's totally, you know, different animal. Even in 02 as the Hall of Fame team, it's totally different animal. He carries – that's that's the goat, bro. He's the goat of all right. goats. You know, I mean, we can agree to that. What do you think of the – what do you think of the documentary? Because I know Michael came out before and said that he thought that people watched it would – and where fans like yourself would look at him differently or look at him worse, but you already knew that, you know, all that stuff. There was nothing really new you learned, or did you did you learn something new that you didn't know? I mean, you know all the stuff about him growing up, getting cut from a team. You know about him getting drafted. You knew about him breaking his foot and all that kind of stuff. What I'd like to see was the whole drama with Scottie Pippen, him signing that seven-year, $18 million contract, which – you know, in the early 90s is unbelievable. But then when you look at how much other players were getting paid at that point in time, how much Michael Jordan was getting paid at that point in time at $36 million a year, which was unheard of in all of sports. But I'll be interested to see the more and more that they show of that 97, 98 team, because that's the kind of stuff that as a Michael Jordan fan that I haven't seen before that I want to see. I, I How would you have reacted if you had a camera crew following you guys an entire season like that would have gotten annoying almost would have made you have act differently well you got to understand we had 
that go on because and every team in the finals and but during the playoffs uh you start out with nhl crew in your dressing room documenting because if you're gonna lose they're gonna show in the highlights so at the end of every championship run you know there's always the you know the video of it right and and mm -hmm. so we've had it not so much during the regular season but during the playoffs they're always around not as invasive as like every day but you do act different you know sort of around the camera you act different when you do things you're not you know that you know that you don't want to get out about you or you know you you can a lot of times i guess play to the camera right right um and and it can work differently what the benefit of having it there all the time is guy guys can't be on all the time so even when you're having a bad day even if it's not within your personality maybe you're a little bit shorter and you snap on the the freaking stick boy you know because he did something that you wouldn't you know it wasn't a big deal but something else is bothering you and they see a different side of you and they and it's it's trusting who's putting it together, right? That's what it comes down to. If you trust the person who's got the material that it's in good hands and their intentions are pure and they're not going to, you know, view you in disdain light, then you're not afraid because you know it's going to hit the cutting floor and they're not going to expose you. It's when you're around such, and this goes to reporters, media, anything. The, the difference is, between now and then is that you don't, everybody's got a uh, friggin' camera in their pocket. We didn't have to deal with that. So once the, once the red light was off, you know, camera was off. All right. You know what else All I've right. been watching you know is the wire. The wire. Just got what? into it. The wire. The wire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I'm digging it. I mean, I can't believe I never watched it before, but I mean, you know, I graduated high school in 2001, so that's like right in my wheelhouse of everything. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, that's 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 one of the ones that I haven't I've never watched that one, but it's it was sort of on my list. Um so what what else uh what else you got going on or what else is to to pass the time because now so it's been a what a, what are we at about a month? Month and month and a bit. Um, you know, what, what do you look forward to the most when, when you get <laughs> it's going up and walking, to be honest, but dude, I can't wait to get back to a restaurant and order like calamari or something like that. You know, that's what I'm waiting for just to get out and try to act somewhat normal. I know I'll be one of the first people, the moment that they say we can get out and about, I will be out and about, you know, I'm missing draining 40 foot putts for birdie. I'm missing you know, nice monstrous drives of 220 yards. I'm missing all that good <laughs> stuff, man. Get it out of your shadow. Nick's, Nick can't wait till, you know, Nick's, it, Nick's not, he's most disappointed. I learned yesterday is because he's got this new little koozie that needs to be out in these little eight ounce vodka, gypsy vodka power drinks on the golf course. You know, right, Nick? You're just, you're missing that Nick sunshine. Ultra. Nick Ultra can. The Mick Ultra. Dude, I'm looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the skinny game, it's uh, sponsored by the PGA Tour. So that's why, because I'm a parking lot pro, as I like to call myself. Um, yeah, dude, It's I just want to get out there, and it's just a little bit of that normalcy left. Um, 
<clears throat> I think things are going to be different for a while, right? It's going to take some time to kind of get into the normalcy of things. Um, and I think once that, you know, once the vaccine comes out, I think everything will kind of go back to normal unless, you know, until the next pandemic happens or whatever, but hopefully we're a little bit more prepared then. So yeah, man, as soon as they're like, you know, I'm kind of hoping golf courses are like the first thing that's lifted because that's, that's as close to social distancing as you can get anyways. So uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting out there for sure. No, I can't, I, you know, definitely I can't wait. And I think you hit it on the head is that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that even that don't golf that are like, Hey dude, I, you know, I'm yeah, I'll go play. I'm willing to play just to be outside. And like you said, to be able to see somebody, but we can all agree whatever's better in the long run. So we don't have to go through this sort of again. Um, so I have, if anybody knows you, it's that you have that green and white seeping out of your blood. What, moving forward with any, talk Sparty to me right now, bro. Give me something, give me something uh, positive to look forward to in Sparty land. Well, you're talking to the right person if you are positive in Sparty land, because I think Mel Tucker is the right guy for that job. He seems to be getting some recruits out there that maybe they didn't go after before. You know, they kind of got to get that that dog mentality where, um, you know, I think Braylon Edwards, as much as I don't like that school, said it best. You need kids that need the school, not wait, kids wait. that don't need the what, what school? You don't, oh, you don't say it. You like, you're like the team up north or the team down south. That's how people, I want people to know, that's how committed he is to being Mr. Positive with the Spartans. But, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. So we got Mel. Mel's the right guy because he's going after the right guys, right? The guys you usually wouldn't. And um, that makes it, you know, sort of exciting the football-wise. What is, to you right now, sitting here April 21st, for the Sp- Sparty's football program, what is a successful year to Evan? I mean, if if he won eight games, it would blow my mind, and I think it would be phenomenal. Now, uh, realistically, get to a bowl game, I think it's very successful in your first year in the Big Ten. I mean, the schedule never gets easier playing in the Big Ten East. This year, you got to play Miami Hurricanes, too, so it makes it a little tougher. But six wins at the bare minimum, and then eight, I think, is their ceiling. But who knows? Maybe – these kids click right with them. I mean, nobody really left after Mark D'Antonio decided to walk away. Heck, you even had somebody like Connor Hayward come back, and and that was in the transfer portal, and now he's going to come back and play for Michigan State. So people are liking what he's doing. They seem to like his coaching staff a lot, and they spent a lot of money on their coaching staff. So hopefully it works out for what they're spending their money on. But they're out there. They're doing what big boy programs should be doing. But wasn't that always, you know, the knock or the the complaint is that D'Antonio just took care of his guys or, you know, didn't, you know, have the right guys in place. So to be able to make that move, to be able to sort of, do you feel like it's like turning the corner or like, do you feel like you're more aligned to what the Red Wings are doing culturally, even though they don't have a Steve Eiserman and Mel Tucker, but they have the culture moving forward in place that you know you you see that okay finally let's go sparty football we got something to build on 
I think that they, they're going to build a great foundation. Um, now, yeah, Mark D'Antonio was definitely loyal to a fault to his guys, but it's hard not to be when they do things that hadn't happened to Michigan State since 1987, you know, go to a Rose Bowl, win the Rose Bowl, go to a Cotton Bowl, win the Cotton Bowl, win the Big Ten. You know, it's kind of hard to get rid of your coaching staff when they've done that, and that's on their resume while you've been there. So, I mean, how do you look at somebody and say, I, I understand that, hey, it's not working anymore, but at the same time, it did work in in – you know, it works with juniors and seniors. It works with attrition. It, it works with those kids buying in and, and doing exactly that. And also starts with an offensive line. You know, last year under Michigan State, they had however many different rotations that they're starting offensive line, and you can never really build anything. You don't have confidence with your running backs, who they want to go behind or anything along that line. So I think that if these kids buy in, he has a very, very good chance of success there. No, that's, you know, and that's, that's a different tone sort of, cause you, you know, you, you're, you're definitely a homer, which is cool, but you're a realistic. Sure. Homer. So to, to be able to see, you know, at least uh, moving in the right direction. That's why I tell, you know, I had this conversation yesterday and somebody said, well, the difference between the wings and, and the lions are, you know, and I said, it's easy. It's at the top. Everything starts from the top. And, and, you know, I went through the whole scheme about you look at culture and culture doesn't start, you know, you just come in and boom, it's it's right. It has to build. It took, you know, Mr. Illich, the pizza guy, um, enabling his culture with putting people like Jimmy Devilano. But, you, you know, you're going to miss more than you hit until you find who do you bring in, Scotty Bowman. So, you know, where the wings are at with Steve Eisman back, Chris Draper, Pat Verbeek. You just like to see our sports teams, whether it's college or pro, be able to, you know, head out into the open water instead of circling around into the harbor. So, um, I'm a Sparty fan, so so I'm excited when you tell me that. Uh, video games, obviously, have been a big uh, sort of pastime. You mentioned uh, you delve into the NHL 2020, right? Oh, yeah. Now, I know you played basketball but was this the first endeavor to create your own guy and put him through juniors and do do that sort of create a player because you had the time or you do this it, well, or, i had the time and i was playing five on five and i was just getting wrecked dude i couldn't score nothing i like using those nhl 94 controls to make it a little easier because these kids nowadays using the stick to dangle and all that stuff i can't do it i don't have the, the concentration for it so, yeah, I just decided to make myself a big six-foot-three bruising center and go out there, score a lot of goals. I can't really fight, so maybe you'll have to teach me about that. But I seem to uh, fill up the net, though. That's, over, that's overrated. So, and then, so you know, that that's the one thing. The big thing in, in, in our household with the kids inside is, is um, Grand Theft Auto. So they're all – they got three yeah. of them. They're all – connected and i i don't have the patience to i i actually could do that i i like sort of the war ones i'm i'm hooked on this wrestling one on my phone that's where all my time goes nick uh nick's time goes to uh daddy and quinn shows have you told evan about uh your new endeavor on the computer on your youtube channel there nick i don't know if i've sent it to him or not i'll have to text you this video well, you have to tell so the web webmaster yeah all right so we decided we're gonna you know 
use up some of this time. We're going to hang out. You know, my daughter's four. She's into the makeup and all the girly frilly stuff. So we decided after a few cocktails that I was going to film this and kind of see how this goes. And it turned in pretty good. I looked like a, like a cheap hooker um, pretty quickly, actually. But uh, yeah, man, she just, uh, it, it's strange, dude. It's just, I ask her weird questions. She does my makeup. Um, you know, it's an hour of her having fun. I get to drink whiskey. So it works. Kind of comes out kind of funny. So yeah, man, I don't get time to play video games. I got an Xbox sitting down here that's got an inch of dust on it. Um, yeah, so hopefully you're there soon. So I can just call you and text you and find out how much fun you're having. You didn't have to, you didn't have to tell me about it. I see all the videos on Facebook and everything. Don't act like I don't do my stalking and make sure I'm up to tabs on everybody. I love, <laughs> see, I, I knew love, I could count I on you, buddy. I love it though. Cause somebody asked me yesterday, you know, how bad it was. And I was starting to complain and then I stopped and went, well, you know, it's actually pretty freaking good. I got the smoke shack. I'm I'm hooked up. I got it every which way I want. Figured out the internet connection to do all the different shows. Um, can stay pretty quarantined. I, I said in this time, what I've learned is is to not only and, and this is something for somebody like myself who's got ADHD always on the go, is to get in touch with your introverted mm-hmm. side. And, you know, understand how to spend time sort of with yourself. Well, you know, a lot of lot of us, you know, don't are so busy a lot of the time. It's go, go, go. And you don't get a chance to really figure out what you like, what you like doing. You know, most of our most time uh, people's free time spent catching up on sleep. So I think that, that hopefully coming out of this, you know, we all learn different lessons and it's more you know, the communication, you know, how to communicate with people. I mean, I think that, you know, the little thing is uh, whatever knowledge I had about the computer, it's gotten maybe a a smidge better, you know. Um, So uh, just different things that I've learned um, and sort of embraced, you know, trying to get through because nobody really has the answers. And like you said, Nick, until they come out with a, um, you know, antidote or, or for this, which who knows how long it'll be. Um, I think that, you know, if everybody just takes a few moments and, and looks around and says, oh, man, you know, I, you know, didn't realize I like this or and whether it's routine or anything else. You guys notice that maybe you've added something to a routine or something that, you know, maybe it's a food. Something that you you know wouldn't have wouldn't have tried before, but you end up like I'm really into pork rinds right now. Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I yeah. can't stop the gas station and not go back a bag of pork rinds. It's just crazy. Yeah, I notice it. It's, it's a face filler these days, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's the way you're sitting, Mac. It's just it's looking a little fuller. There you go. Good. Good, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl was saying I get too skinny. And I say it's I never a bad job. There you go. It's actually, it's, I, you know how I'm getting to, I'm getting old because it's starting to do the old man beard stuff. Like here and stuff that it doesn't grow. It's like, it's, it's really, 
sort of weird. Sort of a neat kind sort of, of scum. Like like you're looking like a shitty Santa Claus is kind of what it looks like. <laughs> but from here down, it's going well. I, dude, don't feel bad. I have no room to talk. My facial hair is disgusting. But, oh, there was, you know, hmm. you work out. There was, not one moment, there was not one moment I felt bad. Don't get that twisted. But what? Anybody <laughs> got any new? Some, hey, you know what? Somebody told me about, uh, oh, actually, Big Boogie. He got into the uh, yogurt, granola, and fruit. And I was like, oh. And and so that's something new I got into. I know it's not old, new, but that like sort of parfaits and stuff. Those are good. I got a uh, prevacid, and so I started eating hot sauce. It's pretty good. Yeah, isn't it? What do you? Hard what's your goal? This uh, my wife likes sriracha. Yeah, that's a little hot. You might want to go Frank's or Cholula. You could handle that on Cholula, your little. Uh, Cholula is the, the best, sweetest one. Um, I love that. And I like Frank's too. What about you, Nick? Dude, I've just been hammering chicken meatballs like it's my job. That's it. Try and wow. stick to the diet as much as possible and not raid a pantry. Um, so the food really hasn't changed. The kids are eating different stuff because the wife's making food every day instead of you know going to the gym and then picking up fast food or something quick. Um but we're outside a lot, a lot more walks, a lot of freaking bike rides. Um, it's been snowing here every day for, for a week, so that's making it a little difficult. But, uh, yeah, just trying to – you know, it's funny you said, you know, working on spending time alone. I have so much less alone time. Um, after th like this hour that we do the show is the only yeah. time I don't see my, my family Quinn down and wants to get on camera, uh, so it's a uh, it's a challenge. I'm ready to get I'm ready to get out and without without my family. So I'm ready. And for that's it. not you know it's it's all about balance, and that's not a bad thing. And you know what, Evan? That's because everybody's got a role. So guys like us, you know, got to do it for guys like Nick that can't do it. And then, like you said, we just you know go online and watch all the stuff online if we want to get a to know what it's like in Nick's house, eh? So I think we got it pretty much, must be the neighborhood, eh, Ev? Must be part of the neighborhood. We just know how to chill over here. That's it, man. I mean, take it nice and easy. There's nothing to be going crazy about. I mean, I'm extremely blessed. I have my job, so I, I can't really complain about anything. And like I said, I've always found an excuse to not go out, and now here's the perfect one. So how do you... How do you pay, watch the draft? How are you going to pay attention watch the draft? Do you have responsibility as far as updating the website as the picks go on for the radio station, or are you going to watch it as a you know as a uh, observer as a fan, or how does that work? The draft is a big work night for me. That's like our Christmas over here with the Lions. So I will be doing everything online and. And for a time for a shameless plug, but Carson Anderson will also be having a show that's live on Facebook talking about the draft and the draft from eight to nine. So I'll be their moderator and host to oh, make right sure everything right. runs smooth and answer questions. So we'll be doing it all remotely and breaking down the pick as it goes. But of course, you know, on our website, 971theticket.com, um, we have a fine writer and 
Will Birchfield, and he'll be breaking down everything in conference calls with Bob Quinn or talking to the player that will be on a conference call. So we'll have it covered from every last aspect. So there won't be a second of that draft I don't see. And uh, making sure that whether the Lions stay at three or move back or get three first-round picks, whatever it might be, we'll have it all covered. And, you know, Doug and Scott, they're good guys, and they'll be breaking it down. Hopefully we can get Gator's dog to, like, poop on the floor or something during the show to make it real entertaining. <laughs> I love it, dude. That, and then that's the best part and for anybody. And, and that's the sort of, like, the the family sort of atmosphere but working with people over the years. And anybody who knows Carson Anderson around between 10 and 2 on uh, 97.1, they're just great dudes. Love playing golf with them. Uh, we're talking to the webmaster. Evan Jenkins, 97, won the ticket. He will be busy, as he said, on Thursday night for the Lions draft. Yes, Facebook Live, 8 to 9, Carson Anderson show. If you want to stay up to date with everything's going on, um, obviously keep updating us here um, at uh, 25 on 19, hashtag Hey19, grind time with Darren McCarty. Um, I'll be paying attention. I'll be following you. Uh, I'll be texting you anyways, but uh, I'll be following the action. It'll be exciting to see. Um, you know, the, the difference will be, Evan, it's a it's little bit weirder. It'll be funny how the, the whispers down the line go because we know as in a draft room when everybody's in the same room, you know, you can feel the conversation build or if something's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out online. Well, yeah, it's going to be crazy, too, because it's a matter of how many of these teams are going to let people into their rooms to show what's going on. I mean, in the past, you would probably get ESPN at four or five different places and you get to see kind of what's inside their war room and everything that's going on or you get to see it afterwards. But this is going to be a chance to see a real unique thing and to see are we going to be able to see these, you know, these GMs and coaches, whether or not we can hear them, but talking about their upcoming pick and what's going to be made? It's going to give us a very, very unique look into what goes on within an NFL GM, a coach, you know, their president, everybody that talks with it. You know, you got to think Martha Ford, the owner, you know, does she have a hookup? Everything that goes in between an NFL draft is at our fingertips. It's at ESPN's fingertips. Now it's a matter of what kind of content are they going to give us? All right. I appreciate it. Ev, everything that you've had, everything you've done, and everything that you continue to do. Nick, who we got tomorrow, bro? Dude, we got none other than uh, Jake Vetter, Olympic snowboarder on tomorrow oh, between 4 and 5 o'clock. Jake the Shredder's Shredder back, man. gold medalist, U.S. Olympic snowboarding, downhill race cross. Thanks to my guest, Evan Jenkins. Follow him. Um, he's the webmaster 97 one, eight to nine. He'll be doing the Facebook nugget car shop Thursday till tomorrow, four o'clock. That's T Mac and nugget and Tim Horton's coffee for Nick Nooch. That's T Mac, Darren McCarty saying, have a great day. Later. Love you.